Hey guys, just before going to the actual episode, a quick announcement. So this episode is part of a small series that me and Mr. Jack decided to do about Airbnb, which is the most widely used platform by digital nomads to book their accommodation. I hope you find this series useful. Hey, hello. Welcome to the Domain Tactics Podcast. Here we provide life-optimizing tips and systems for digital nomads. I'm your host, B, and I'm joined with Mr. Jack. The topic we're going to talk about today is what are the main factors you need to assess to choose a good Airbnb? I will start with a quick summary of the episode. First, me and Mr. Jack are going to talk about the exact problem that we are trying to tackle in this episode. After that, we're going to talk about uh, in which step of our broader digital nomad life system this topic would best fit in. Then we will talk about the major factors you should consider when booking an Airbnb. And finally, we're going to talk about the minor factors you should consider when booking an Airbnb. I hope you enjoyed the episode. So, hello, Mr. B. Hello, Jack. So, the topic we're going to talk about today is tips for booking a good Airbnb. That's right. That's right. And I think uh, to start this episode, it would be nice to talk about what kind of problems we're going to try to solve in this episode. So, as you can see, um, we just booked a new Airbnb, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a pretty good Airbnb. Yeah, just to contextualize a little bit better, which is... Uh area in Taiwan, which is the place we are right now. Um, yeah, I mean, we just moved into this uh, new Airbnb and pretty good so far. And I think, as you said, this is kind of related to to the topic of the episode today, which is how to find out what are the good Airbnbs within the website. So, of course, there is a lot of tutorials online that teach you how to book Airbnb and they usually go through the the main steps or the main things you can select in terms of the options available to you but that's not the purpose of the episode today what we are trying to do today is to basically go through the main things you should look for in the listing uh, to try to assess if an airbnb will be good or not I see. So I think as usual, it would be nice to put this topic, um, tips for booking a good Airbnb, into our digital nomad life system. For you, the audience, if you don't know what the digital nomad life system is, is a six-step system that aims to help people going from a normal life to a optimized digital nomad life. Mm-hmm. So, Mr. B, where would you put this topic and which step of the system? So yeah, I think the topic today fits the third step of the digital nomad life system. 
And this third step is called base research and arrangement. In this step, the digital nomad is going to do the research and make the main arrangements for his soon-to-be new base. So he's going to arrange everything for the new city in which he's going to live for a while. And Airbnb, most likely, if he's a digital nomad, will be the form of accommodation in which he will book. Therefore, finding a good Airbnb is a crucial part within this step. So before we go into how we will divide this episode, um, guys, it would be a great help if you can leave a review because uh, we Nomad Tactics podcast are still a new podcast and every review is help. Yeah, for sure. If you guys could leave a review, that would be great. Yeah, so Mr. Beast, I think we can divide this episode into two big categories. The first one will be the major tips or factor mm -hmm. in the sense. Well, the second mm -hmm. one is the minor factors. Basically, the idea here um, with the major factors to consider when you're booking your Airbnb is more or less the following. So when we are talking about the major factors, we are talking about the things that you can easily check in the listing. So usually they have an area within the listing that is only referring to that specific thing. Apart from that, the major factors, one could say, constitute the more important details to be observed. On the other hand, minor factors are things that are kind of hard to spot within the listing. These are things that you're going to need to search either within the reviews of other users or by reading the property description. And one more thing, one more uh, characteristic about the, the minor factors is that these are smaller things. So perhaps one could say these are less important. I see. So, Mr. B, why don't you talk about the first factor in the major section? So, sure. The first major factor that we listed here are reviews. And within reviews, there are two main things to look for. The first thing is that you should look for and read negative reviews. And the reason for that is because usually negative reviews are more reliable than positive ones. So it's kind, kind of normal for someone to write something very generic in a positive review, like, oh, it was a very good stay, or I would recommend, things like that. Things that don't really contribute for your understanding about the Airbnb. On the other hand, If someone takes the time to write a negative review, it is usually because the person, in fact, had a bad experience and the person is trying to portray as accurately as possible what the bad experience was. In other words, people tend not to write generic feedback if the feedback is negative. It's a rule of thumb, but I think it applies in most cases. So the second thing to do with reviews is how old the reviews in which you are reading are. So you should 
give more credit to the reviews that are under six months old. And the reason for that is because the situation of a property changes over time, of course. So a problem that was indicated by guests perhaps years ago might have been fixed by the host. Or conversely, a new construction site, for example, might have emerged just next to the property last month. And that makes it impossible for you to sleep past 8 a.m. due to the noise. The point here is that you should always give more relevance to these newer reviews since these tend to be more informative and accurate in terms of the property overall situation. So the second factor here is the host. And the first thing to do with the host is know which type of host you're dealing with. So the Airbnb host is usually either the owner of the property or a company that manages the property. It is important to establish who you are dealing with because if the host does not own the Airbnb, it is likely to be harder for you to get a discount. So we did talk about how to get discount on the ninth episode, if I'm not mistaken. We mm -hmm. teach nine ways you can get a discount on Airbnb. Yeah, and one of these ways was to negotiate with the host. That's, yeah, true. Yeah, so one way to assess if you are dealing with a company or an owner is by checking how many properties the host has listing in his profile. If there are too many properties, then usually it is a company, not a person. Yeah, of course, because, you know, it's very unlikely someone going to have that many properties to, you know, uh, post on Airbnb. So I think that's a, a great method. Yeah. So the second thing is, does the host live in the flat or not? So, of course, there are always pros and cons of staying with the host. The main pro is that if the host lives in the property, then the host is likely a local and he can probably show you some tips about the city. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, living with a host means you are likely to obey all the house rules in a very strict manner. So let's say the host does not allow uh, house guests, then you will not be able to bring people over. Yeah, will just be a more perhaps stressful stay because, you know, the as you said, the owner of the property will be there watching and you need to, you know, follow everything as he wants. Otherwise, you risk getting a bad review in the end. Totally true. Okay, let's move to the third factor when you're booking an Airbnb property. And this is location. The main consideration within location has to do with the purpose of your trip. So first and foremost, you need to establish the purpose of your trip. Is it a business trip? Is it a, a base, which is most likely the case if you're a digital nomad? Or is just a short tourist trip? So a place that you're not going to really consider your base because you're just going to stay, you know, a couple of days or a week. Once that is clear and you know exactly the, the purpose of your trip, you can see if the location of the property fit such purpose or not. For instance, 
if you are going to a city for a business trip, then probably you would like to book a place that is quite near your work or your conference. On the other hand, if you are booking a base as a digital nomad, then will kind of depend on you. Some digital nomads prefer more central areas. Other digital nomads prefer more quiet areas, uh, more relaxed residential areas, let's say. And if you're only going for a few days, so if you're doing, let's say, a short tourist trip, what I would recommend is that you stay in the city center because usually most attractions are there and you don't want to, you know, waste time uh, going from a far away residential area or suburb into the city center to do the stuff you really want to do. And you can go to nomadlist.com. One section that some people are not aware is the neighborhood section. So what you're going to do on nomadlist.com is you're simply going to type the name of the city as you usually would. And you're going to look for the neighborhood tab. And they're going to give a general idea about each neighborhood, what you can expect. If it's a more like hipsterish neighborhood, if it's more like a financial center, more like a posh area and things like that. And of course, this is not 100% accurate, but you can have an idea. Another thing that you can also do to have an idea about neighborhoods is to simply go to Google Maps and go to the city you're planning to go and look for the brown areas within the map because the brown areas stand for the high foot traffic areas within the city. Also thinking about location, another thing to consider are the key places around the property. So what I'm talking about here is to check if the Airbnb in which you're thinking to book has all the essential places for your daily living around it. And of course, this will vary slightly depending on who you are and the things you need. But I would say that most people, most digital nomads uh, would benefit from having a supermarket, perhaps a gym if you're into that, uh, a pharmacy, a local public transport hub, and even affordable restaurants around them. And the, the way to search to see if there are such key locations around is simply by going to Google Maps and searching there. Yeah, uh, knowing key places for your stay as a digital nomad is kind of important. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. So going on to the fourth point here is the amenities. So the thing to do with amenities is the home appliance. So different people will, of course, have different needs. But as a rule of thumb, most people will benefit from having things such as a hairdryer, washing or drying machine, Wi-Fi. That's very important. A fridge and microwave on the house you're living in. Um, okay, let's go to the next point. And the next factor is the refund policy of the property. So I think everybody's aware by now, but 
every Airbnb property has what is called the cancellation or refund policy. And there are slightly different uh, refund or cancellation policies, and these are set by the host. So these cancellation policies will affect you as the guest when you're canceling before or after your check-in. So it's always a good idea to know the specific cancellation policy of the property that you're planning to rent. Um, of course, the more flexible policies are preferred here. So what we did is we put on this episode show notes a link for the official Airbnb uh, website where they describe all the different cancellation policies. Yeah, that's really helpful for knowing the cancellation policy. So the sixth factor here is the house rules. So always remember to check the house rule of the property and see if those fit with what you intend to do when you are in the city. Usually the more important house rule are the ones related to bringing visitors to the flat, uh, smoking and parties. So the factor number seven, which is the, the last factor, are the photos. So there are a couple of points here. The first one is that you should look really careful at the Airbnb listing photos to try to establish which appliances the house has to offer. And this is because some hosts do not list everything the house has. So you got to check by yourself by looking at the photos. Another point, and perhaps this is the, the point that has proven to be the most important to me, at least in the last few years, is to ask for photos of the exterior of the building in which the Airbnb is located. And this is because sometimes, even though the Airbnb itself might look fine from the inside, the place outside might look really bad. And it seems to me that it's always a good idea to ask the host for the external photos of the building, just in case. And then if you think it looks really bad and you, know, you don't like to, to live in a place that looks that bad, it's just something to, to keep in mind. Some hosts cannot provide the photos of the exterior of the building for one reason or another, like they live far away, so they can't take the photos for you. Um, so one thing you can ask them is to get the exact address and use Google Maps Street View to check the outside of the building. So this is something that I did a couple of times and works really well. I see. So I think we finished the major factors. So going on to the next section, which is the minor factors that you should consider when booking an Airbnb. Yeah. So as I said before, but so far we cover the major things, right? So the things that are easy to check. Simply you're going to go to the Airbnb listing and you're going to look to the specific sections to do with the photos to do with uh, the host, to do with the location. So very easy to check. The things that we're gonna talk next are things that are harder to find out. 
And the main reason for that is because there is not a specific section within the listing that you can always find this information. So in order to find such information, most likely you're going to need to use the, the reviews provided by other guests, more specifically the review search function where you can put specific keywords to check if something comes up in the review, or you're going to need to look for this information in the property description. Keep in mind that sometimes, no matter how much you look for this information, you're not going to be able to find the things we're going to talk about. So the only way to figure out is to contact the host directly. Mr. Jack, why don't you go through the, the first minor factor to consider when you're booking your Airbnb? Yeah, sure. So the first one of these minor factors is the floor number. So if you're staying in a flat, knowing the floor number is important for security reason. Um, usually the first floor uh, in some area of the world are generally not safe since someone can come in from the outside quite easily. Also, another reason why you should care about the floor number is to do with the noise. The door, the floor, the noisier it gets. Yeah, so especially to do with security in some developing countries, that's a, a good minor point. And the way to look for that, as I said, is property description or the reviews. The second minor point has to do with brightness. This is especially a problem if you need a really dark environment to sleep. Some places are just too bright since the curtains cannot, you know, totally block the sun, especially considering the position of the bedroom and how the sun shines. So it's always a good idea to check if that specific property you want to rent faces these problems or not. Yeah, especially when you're first dealing with jet lag, the least mm -hmm. thing you want to have is having a bright room in the morning. Oh, no doubt about it. So the next point we have here is the noise. Um, similar to the brightness we just talked about is you should assess the level of noise, especially if you're a light sleeper. You should always find if there are any reviews talk about how noise the flat is. The next minor factor to consider has to do with having a lock in your room. This is especially a concern if you're renting a shared place instead of renting the whole place to yourself. Sometimes rooms do not have locks and this is a problem of course if you want to go outside and you want to leave your valuables there. Yeah of course um, if you always have to worry about the security of your things it's always going to bother some. So the next thing we have here is the number of flatmates. Of course, the, how many flatmates you have is important because you're going to determine how busy the flat is. And this is especially more important if you do not have your own private bathroom. The more people, the busier the bathroom it will be. Mm -hmm. And this consideration would... Uh, be relevant once again if you're renting a shared flat instead of a flat only for yourself. Um, the next minor factor to consider when you're booking your Airbnb has to do with the type of check-in. So 
pretty much every Airbnb re property involves either a self-check-in or the host of the property going to go there in person and do the check-in for you. If the property in question has an in-person check-in, then you will need to plan to arrive at the property at a reasonable time. So the next failure is the type of bed. Um, this is especially concerned in Asia, but you should check if the property has a real bed or not. Sometimes in Asia, the bed is just a very thin mattress that is super hard. Yeah, and unless you like a very hard mattress, you're probably not going to be able to sleep. I mean, I had this experience a couple of times. And yeah, I would really advise people to check if people are complaining about the bed in the reviews. The final minor factor has to do with getting orders. Assuming you want to buy things online from whatever website, Amazon or something like that, you need to check if the property, the Airbnb property in which you intend to stay has an intercon or a doorman in the building. Because if neither of those exist, it will be very hard for you to get your orders. I mean, I guess you could try to do a workaround solution by asking them to call you when the delivery is there. But, you know, um, I find that's uh, not such a reliable method to get things, especially when you don't speak the language in the country. I see, yeah. So we just finished the factors on booking the Airbnb. So, Mr. B, do you want anything before we finish this episode? Yeah, I just uh, hope the list that we provided can help people to, to book better properties, especially because I think we talked about certain things that not many people think about when they're you know, booking their Airbnb. So I hope that's a quite comprehensive list. Yeah, me too. So if you enjoy this episode, please make sure to leave a review on your listening platform. I'm Jack, and thank you for listening. Thank you very much. <laughs>